One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're tuned in to episode 120 of Confessions of a Workaholic. After this week's show, be sure to stick around for a special spotlight interview. Let's work. Let's Come on. Let's work. Let's Come on. Let's you can work. wish for it or Come you on. can work for it. You got to work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This episode is brought to you by the Work Squad, which is the support group you need when you are dedicated to your dream. Our private accountability community is the perfect place for you to connect, exchange ideas, learn new tricks, and get the support you need to crush your goals. For information on how you can join the squad, log on to workprayslay.com. Today, we have a boss in the building, Miss Tressa Azriel is an award-winning publisher, co-founder of Megamind Media. She's a movie producer, author, and speaker, and I am super excited to have her here to share her success secrets. Tressa, are you ready to confess? Oh, I'm ready, and I love that name, by the way. I mean, when you hear confessions instantly, we're like, ooh. It's going to be good. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Of course. So I always like to start the show by asking what you started your career doing, because I always find it so interesting how our passions tend to lead us away from our profession. So what actually did you start out doing? Yeah, I, um, I actually started out as a school teacher. And, and even, even that was non-traditional for me because my under, undergrad degree is in marketing. 
And so um, I ended up traveling a lot, met my husband, and he put all of that to a halt, honey. He was like, you will not be traveling the world and my wife, you get ready to stay at home. (laughs) So I decided to go back to school and I ended up getting a master's in education so that I could teach. Um, I come from a family full of educators. And I remember like when I was younger, always that I'm definitely not going to be a teacher. And that was just me going against the grain because everybody in my family was teaching and I don't like people to tell me what to do. So I kept saying I wasn't going to be a teacher, ended up, you know, becoming a teacher. And I taught for three years because while on bed rest, that's when I got my moment to change uh, careers because I wrote a book, didn't write it because it was a lifelong dream. I wrote it just because of opportunity. I was on bed rest for six months with nothing to do. And so I wrote that book and it changed my life forever. Okay, shout out to the educators. Um, That's right. I taught uh, second and third grade for four years. I only lasted four years. And literally when I got out, you know, the, when I got out, <laughs> the other teachers would email me like, how did you break out of here? Like, like it was prison that we were breaking out of. But I think that so often when we um, get comfortable in some of these careers, you can get stuck and you can kind of let your dreams slip away. And, you know, God presents us with those life altering, life changing moments where he sits us down and gives us the, that time to really think and that time to really even just listen and tune into the things that we're really being called to do. So I love that, you know, you use that, um, what could have been seen as an obstacle, you know, being on bed rest, you use that as an opportunity to birth um, your book and birth this project that really changed your life. Do you think, um, my, my question was previously written before you answered that question, do you think that there was one experience that helped you discover your life purpose? But I'm going to uh, amend that question a little bit. Do you think it was that experience, that bed rest um, you know, experience that helped you discover your life purpose? And if not, what do you think it was? Yeah, that was definitely it. Because if, if I had not gotten that situation, um, I don't know that I would have ever tried to write a book. Like they, I was, I was busy with my life and you know, you, we know, we all know how it is when you work a nine to five and you're trying to do something different. There's always that time crunch. Um, and so me having that moment, like I truly believe God gave me that moment and it changed everything. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people where I, I feel like your purpose is already there. You're already destined for what you were going to do. He already knew he had these plans for me. And so that was just the start of it. So what advice do you offer um, for women who feel like they don't know what they're being called to do? Yeah, that's a biggie. Um, I always tell people, number one, what you do, what your job is, it's not necessarily your purpose. You have to figure that out by, you know, spending some time understanding it. You know, ask yourself questions like, what really makes me happy? Uh, What would I do for free? Like, for example, I love to help people. I would help people for free. Um, And so if somebody said, hey, Tressa, we need you to go overseas and help, you know, some kids who need to do such and such. I would do that. So I know that that's my passion. And so even now, you know, I help people write books. I help people get their movie careers off the ground. I help people. I'm still in the business of helping because it's my passion. And so people don't understand that because they're so busy trying to figure out how do I make money to survive? But there is a difference and you have to spend some time with yourself understanding that. 
So true. And I think that, like you say, your purpose is already there. It's just sometimes you are demonstrating that purpose in different ways. So I believe, you know, my purpose is to educate. And although I'm not in the classroom anymore, I'm definitely still able to educate. Right. Still able to educate in different ways. Um, and one thing we, we often talk about is how you have to focus on your purpose and not just a project or a product that you're working on um, at the moment, because those types of things differ. But one thing I admire about you is that you've been able to um, create multiple outlets to live out your life's purpose. How do you think um, you've been able to find so many different avenues from the books to the films to, you know, television to just different creative outlets to be able to live out your life's purpose? I'm one, I believe it is, um, it's my brand. It is what I represent. People are attracted to authenticity. They know what they're going to get when they come to me. Um, I also have the ability to make things happen. Like I am an incredible go-getter. Like people in my family run from me. They already know if they're talking to me, I'm asking What's the plan? How are we going to get to it? When is it happening? And what do we need to do? Um, and so because I'm so goal driven, I believe that the business that I'm in right now, which is really all centered around content, like I'm really a content creator, no matter what, you know, if you look at the books, the film, all of that really goes back to one thing. It's creating content and then figuring out how to monetize it. So if I help somebody write a book, they're coming back to me because they know I know the next step, whether that's stage play, writing a script, getting the movie produced, but it's all content driven. That's so funny because I just did um, a panel the other day and I was saying, you know, in 2019, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what title you give yourself. You are a content creator. And if you're not, you're probably not making money because content is king. You know, in 2019, you have to be creating um, creating content. And a lot of times that content that you create is what um, allows you or creates the platform for other people to see you and support you um, or even put you in a position to do other things. Um, one thing that I think scares a lot of people who know that they you know, are multi-talented and you know, have, have gifts that they can use in multiple ways is building trust in multiple industries. You know, we get, we, we've all heard like the, the jack of all trades, the master of none. How have you been able to build trust in a number of different industries? Yeah, proof, by proving yourself. So number one, uh, when I first wrote my book, I had tons of people asking me, can you, can you help me? Can you do it for me? And I opted out. I said, no, because can you imagine me trying to help somebody else write a book? And I had, I just learned how to write and put one out. So why would I claim that I was the expert in the industry after one book? So I spend time learning the industry, making myself the expert, knowing the answers so that when I decide to put myself out there, you know, I'm looked at as a real expert. You know, there's a lot of faking going on out here, right? We know that. Um, and so people have to be careful. Um, even now, I might teach somebody how to do something. And next thing you know, they're teaching somebody. And I'm going, but wait a minute, you didn't even learn it yet. Mm-hmm. We live in a world of, um, it's like when you go off to college and you can like make a name for yourself. You could just call yourself whatever you want. Yeah. You could 
you know, reinvent yourself. That's what social media, I think, allows you to do. And it's a gift and a curse. You know, um, like you said, everybody thinks as soon as they learn a lesson, they want to turn around and teach it. Um, which in some instances, you know, I'm all about sharing your lessons, that your lessons learned, but calling yourself an expert, you know, at something like that. Because the sharing part is so different from, you know, because you were, the question was, you know, how do you build the trust? The tr- you build the trust because you become the expert first. You don't put yourself out there without knowing. So looking at the the multiple industries from another angle, because we often talk about, you know, not relying on one stream of income, not relying on one uh, one paycheck, one source of income for your security. Why do you think it's so important um, to have multiple projects going at one time? Oh, my goodness. That is crucial. Um, so a few reasons. Number one, um, I started publishing books in 2001. And by 2007, printed books were kind of going out of style, slowly but surely. Um, And so my numbers changed from making $450,000 a year off of printed books down to like $80,000 a year on the printed side. And so I had to change and understand that, wow, I need multiple streams of income just in that same industry where I need more money coming from audiobooks, more money coming from uh, residual sales and rights and, and all those kinds of things. And then, of course, you know, now book sales all over. I don't care where you are. Book sales are nothing like they used to be. But because I have 162 books in my catalog, I can now get other streams of income in other industries like the film industry you know, scripted TV series, I can still take those same products and turn around in a different industry and make other sources of income. And you need it. You just never know what's going to happen, period. Things change and your money changes. How hard was it to make that pivot? Because I think so often we get caught up in, you know, the things that we're passionate about doing, because you could have said, you know, even though the money was was changing, those payments were not looking the same. You could have said, well, I'm just, I mean, I'm a print writer. Like I do print books. That's it. That's what I do. And you could have tried to perfect that and then gotten stuck and missed out on a whole lot of money because you weren't willing to pivot. How do you make the decision um, to pivot when it's time to pivot, especially when your audience has gotten used to you or comfortable with you doing one specific thing? Yeah, I think we all have to be comfortable with getting out of our comfort zone. You know, if, you, if you're not willing to become uncomfortable, you tend to get stuck. Um, and so for me, I have always had mentors my whole life. Like I know the value of having mentors. And so because of that, I've had people in my corner to say, hey, you know, this might be a risky move. This might cost you a little bit more, but this is what you should do. And so even now, like in the movie world, I've only actually done four movies so far, but the platforms that I'm on and the rooms that I'm in, People are coming at me like I'm on my 12th movie, but it's simply because of the way I know how to carry myself in those worlds where they know, oh, she knows how to make it happen. So I think we have to get uncomfortable and say, we're going we're gonna to make this work, even if it doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do. We don't want to stay in that space just because it, you know, we, we've been there all along, because that's really all it is. If you go from making 450 to 80 and you OK with that, you're just comfortable. So when it comes to mentorship, um, and I think this is the same experience sometimes with coaches, sometimes we end up waiting on like a co-signer 
or we start taking our mentors or our coaches words like we we look at them like they're the gospel like every single thing that this person says do i'm going to do it whether my gut instinct tells me something different whether i you know in my heart of hearts feel like i should be doing something different how do you maintain confident in your craft maintain confident in you know just knowing what god has gifted you with and at the same time being open to advice or critique or criticism from a coach or a mentor Yeah, I think you just have to, there's a balance. Number one, you have to be confident in yourself and your own abilities, but be willing to learn and be willing to be coached. Um, I have people who pay me for coaching, but they're not even willing to be coached. They're really not coachable. Um, They they just want to be in my world knowing that I can get in the doors over at a BET or TV one or, you know, they just, it, it looks good. But when they get the advice on, well, this is what it takes to get that done, then now they're not they're not willing to listen. So there has to be a balance. So so even for me, I have some amazing mentors. I have two and I and they're men, Uh, but they come from two different worlds. So sometimes what they tell me is they kind of contradict each other. So I have to have the discernment of, okay, let me take a little bit about what he said over here. Let me take a little bit about what he said over here. And then let me go into prayer about this thing. So doing your own homework, your own research, right? And then being confident in who you are and then just trying to make the best decision. So what does your self-care routine require from you in order for you to be able to keep your creative juices flowing for these films, these pilots, these book projects? What do you have to do to invest in yourself regularly so that you can keep putting out this quality work? Yeah, lots of vacations, honey. (laughs) Lots of vacations. I love the water. So if I could just get myself a bikini and some me time every now and then, I am good to go. Um, and I, you know, I've had those moments in my life where I, you know, I was broke down and I just didn't get it. 2017, I produced two movies in one year and actually wrote three TV series trying to land this particular deal and ended up in the hospital. And that was my moment to say, you know what, lady, you are crazy. The grind is real, but give yourself some time, like work on your self-care. And ever since then, I just said, you know what, I'm going to make sure I give myself that time. One thing I absolutely love about you is that you love celebrating your success. Um, Something that I personally think that most people don't do enough of. We work so damn hard and then in our own light for the comfort of other people. Why do you think it's so important for you to celebrate yourself along the way? Oh, absolutely. Because you're not going to be able to please everybody, right? Number one, you're going to have that group of people that knew you when you started out and they're going to hate everything that you do because they feel like you're surpassing them and you've left them behind. So they're not going to like you anyway. Then you're going to have that new group of people who don't know you. Don't, they don't know where you came from, how hard you've worked to get where you are, and they hating on you too. So at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. You need to please yourself, celebrate yourself because that's going to give you the momentum to keep going. Ooh, child, listen, that is a great way to break down the categories of people. Um, but that's really <laughs> very true. That first group, that Honey, first group are the people who, be. listen, listen, we ain't got time. Okay, last question. If you could write a recipe for success that only includes three ingredients, what would they be? Oh, man. Prayer, 
Okay, a little bit of commitment and willingness to work hard. I love it. Tressa, I have truly enjoyed this conversation. And I know that my ladies um, appreciate all of these gems that you've been dropping. Before you go, please let them know where they can find you online, what types of services that you offer that they might be able to benefit from and how they can connect with you on social media. Absolutely. So my social media is the same name on all platforms. It's CEO Azarel, A-Z-A-R-E-L. Um, and just, just so that everybody knows, Tressa is my God-given name. Um, and then Azarel is my book, my pseudonym name. So I brand myself as Tressa Azarel. Uh, and you can find me online, TressaAzarel.com. That's T-R-E-S-S-A-A-Z-A-R-E-L.com. I teach people how to publish their books successfully, I might add. And then um, if you if you want to write a script, TV series, or produce any of that, I can help with that as well. I have one more question before you go, since you mentioned uh, publishing successfully. Because one thing that, you know, everybody is writing books. Everybody's yeah. watching books, but not everybody's getting paid from books. That's right. And, it, and you mentioned how the industry has changed. For someone out there listening who feels like, you know, they want to publish a book, but maybe they're waiting on a publisher to give them a deal or, you know, all of these things that we've heard about, are those things still in existence? Should you self-publish? What is your advice on that? Yeah. So I would say if you're thinking about going for a deal, you need to get your brand up first. No publisher wants to invest their money in you if they know that you don't even have access to people. You don't even have a platform. Um, they are still giving out deals uh, to people, but they are far few and in between. They, they are spending their money wisely because the publishing industry as a whole uh, took a big tank in 2012 and it hasn't really recovered. Um, I am an advocate for self-publishing simply because if you learn to do it the right way and if you publish successfully, you can then take that content and turn it into other uh, streams of income. So for example, if I had not self-published 162 books in the past, I wouldn't be able to make movies off those books freely right now without anybody telling me no. Whew, all right. So hit up the plug, the publishing plug. Clearly, um, she has all of the keys. I'm about to hit you up myself because I got Looking forward to connecting. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much um, for all of the wisdom that you have shared. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you're willing to do the work. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. All right, y'all. So this week's Spotlight interview is with Mrs. Audria Richmond. Audria is not only one of our 2019 Work, Pray, Slay presenters, she is also a marketing and launch strategist, the creator, the boss, the brains behind Uncloned Marketing. And when I say she knows her stuff, she is truly a wealth of knowledge. And so I'm super excited to introduce her to you all today and even more excited for you all to connect with her this year at Work, Pray, Slay. Audria, are you ready to confess? 
Oh, yes. I'm so excited to be here. I'm up in the building. You are up in this thing. Look, I'm excited. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about what uncloned means. We got to start there because the name of your company is Uncloned Marketing. I want to talk about what the word uncloned means to you and what your inspiration was behind starting that business. Yeah, so so, um, uncloned means to be the first to do it first and challenge the norms. And so this particular brand came about out of me finding my individuality in the marketplace and really not being compared to other people. I knew at one point when people were comparing me to like, oh, should I work with this person or that person when they was thinking about who they wanted to work with, I wanted it, I wanted it to be evident that there's nobody out there topping me when it comes to marketing. And so I had to really dig deep and ask myself, well, Ardria, what are you doing that makes people think that you're like X, Y, Z? And what could you be doing to really make yourself be different and stand out? And I really had to dig deep and look at, okay, well, you're super creative. Why don't you spotlight that in your work? You're very strategic. Why don't you spot that in your work? And so a lot of these things that were like normal and evident, they became hidden when I became when I came online to run my business. And a lot of that stuff I was already doing like back in the day, but I didn't see people doing it online. So I didn't know if it was cool or not, but then it came, it became super evident that like, bro, that's the stuff you need to do because that's the stuff nobody else is doing or care to do, right? Everybody else is going this way. I promise you when you go left, you're going to do good. So that's pretty much how the brand came about. So why do you think it's so hard for people to find like their, their own voice or to be original? I mean, obviously it's easy, it's easier to try to, you know, imitate what already exists, but why do you think people have such a hard time just being themselves through their brand? Trust. They don't trust themselves. Um, A lot of the times when we have ideas in general, right? Let's just say you had an idea for something. What we typically do instead of going straight to market with it, we go and Google it to death. We go and YouTube it to death. We go and ask a gazillion people, coaches, mentors, um, people that we pay, people we don't pay. Uh, One of the things that makes me unique when I work with my clients is that I empower individuality within my clients so they can trust themselves more. A lot of people have tons of ideas that they won't do because they haven't seen it in the marketplace. So I think a lot of it has a lot to do with not trusting yourself and really needing, you know, always needing validation i also think it has a lot to do with you know a lot of these articles and stuff that we see online like 10 ways to be successful if you do this if you get up early and create a morning ritual and pray every sunday you're going to be successful and there's so many other ways to be successful i feel like people have created like a cookie cutter path to get there and people are like so focused on that path that they don't realize that they can create and invent their own path so how do you know, and I'm, I'm definitely going off of what my questions were, but one more question before I get back to it. How do you know if you have an uncloned brand? Because I feel like people out here listening might feel like they are, you know, we all think that we are the baddest bitch until we find another, <laughs> you know, somebody that's doing it bigger and better than we are. So how do you know? Like, is there questions you can ask yourself? Is there um, like some review you can do of your brand? How do you know if you truly have an uncloned brand? I feel like, well, when people reach out to you, they're not trying to guess whether or not you're the one they know you're the one. Like how people approach you, your positioning in the marketplace, the opportunities that you get, the opportunities that you create. Um, 
trust me, it, you will know because of how people will respond to you. Like, oh, I never seen that before. Oh, I never heard of that before. Oh my God, that's so amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I think a lot of people think it's branding and cute photos and consistency on social media. And that's not what makes you different. That's not what makes you unclone, right? Uh, what makes you unclone is the, uh, it's really tied to your offerings and like what you sell. And a lot of the times people sell the same kind of cookie cutter packages, you know, like, oh, get my one hour of XYZ package. And just like, okay, what about all of the other gazillion coaches on Instagram that do that, right? Why should I get your one hour over this person's one hour? Both of y'all speaking, both of y'all doing your own thing, da, da 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 like what makes you unique? And I think really diving deep on that uniqueness and pulling that to the forefront. So what is one thing? I know the guests who attend your session um, at Work Christ Lay are going to walk away with way more than one, you know, aha moment or resource or one lesson learned. But what's one thing that you can guarantee, if they're paying attention, that they will walk away from your session with? They, I promise that these people will walk away knowing how to create offers that makes them stand out in the marketplace, that they can sell confidently and that they will be able to charge what they want to charge without people batting the eye because of how they position themselves. So if the audience that's tuned in right now does not want to wait until WordPress lay to get up close and personal with you or try to get in where they fit in with your services, tell them how they can connect with you and what exactly you have to offer them now. So um, you can connect with me at Ardria Richmond on all social media platforms. Um, Currently, you can learn about how to work with me at audriarichmond.com. I am super excited to connect you all with Audria this year at Work Price Lay. We still have a few passes left. If you are trying to get your entire life, then ATL is the only place for you to be this October 31st through November 3rd. Audria is presenting at our Income Creation Intensive, which is for Platinum Pass holders, on Thursday. It's our kickoff event. No, no fluff. No, none of the fancy stuff is literally just an intense training to help you level up in your business. I want to encourage you to get in where you fit in by tapping the link below. Thank you so much, Ardria. We will see you at Work Price Lay. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 